This is Sister Lisa coming to you from the Eel, the Edwin Elder Library. And today we're on part one, beginning the journey on the book Life After Grief, Choosing the Path to Healing by Rebecca Hayford Barr. Yesterday we read the foreword by James and Betty Robinson. And this book here I got from my daughter Marisa after the death of my husband. It was one that Sister Carriker from um, the church there in Hutchison had given a copy of this book to Sister Elder, um, my aunt, which was the former pastor's wife there um, in the death of my uncle, um, her husband. And um, so this book, I've had this book in my possession now in this Edwin Elder Library for um, about a year, at least a year and a half. And so, I just started reading it. If you picked up this book, chances are that either you are in the middle of a grief journey or you know someone who is. I want to provide an overview of how to use this book. But first, may I offer my heartfelt condolences and prayer that the Lord will, as I'm sure He already has, given you strength for the journey and provide His comfort day by day and moment by moment. My goal in writing is simple. I want to share the lessons that God taught me on my journey of loss and grief because many were completely different from what I expected. While I will never minimize the sorrow, tears, and difficulty of walking the road of loss, I found that the lessons the Lord taught me opened the door to my future, taught me how to see life with fresh vitality, and shaped me into a bolder, more secure person. I learned a lot about God, too. Though I had followed the Lord all my life, I had to wrestle anew with what I believed about Him and about His Word. My view of salvation was never an issue, but I wrestled with my view of God's involvement in my life. Was He as concerned about me as I had been taught? Would He really take me from glory to glory, as His Word said in 2 Corinthians 3.18? Was Jesus really the high priest who could sympathize with our weakness? Hebrews 4.15 In other words, did he really know? And did he really care? I would like to share some of my wrestlings with you. <clears throat> because what I found was that God did not, had not only cared, but also knew what I suffered more than I had ever suspected. He had walked the journey of suffering and loss before I did. And he was fully prepared to walk my journey with me. I also came to a deeper understanding that the promises he made in his word really were true. As I thought about how best to share these lessons with you, I decided to divide each chapter of the book into five sections. Choices. One of the surprises of my journey was how often I discovered that I had choices about how I was going to grieve and how I was going to rebuild my future. I had the choice of joy or sorrow, life or death, faith or doubt, to name just a few. The sections titled Choices will each present a question and a choice that was made along the way. Wrestling. In the Psalms, David talked about meditating on God's word and works, but Jacob described his encounter with God as wrestling. Genesis 32, 24, 25. Jacob's term better described the upheaval I experienced because life wasn't turning out the way I thought it was supposed to. I had always believed that God promised me a future and a hope. I believed that obedience to his word and ways would bring blessing. 
Suddenly, that wasn't where I found myself, and I wondered if I really still believed all of these things in the same way and with the same expectancy as I had before. These sections will chronicle some of those wrestlings and tell about what I learned in the Bible. Lesson. The lessons described are the ways that the choices and wrestlings are practically lived out. We can learn amazing truths in God's Word and even feel comforted in our emotions and strengthened in our spirits. But living them out requires intentional application and specific defined steps. When I faced challenges, depression, or a very tear-filled day, what difference did knowing God's Word make? How should my life look when I was walking with Jesus through the valley of the shadow? These sections are intended to answer some of those questions. Application These sections provide practical steps that are necessary to take the road of loss. How do you process the paperwork and sort through the loved one's belongings? How do you set perimeters for your new life? How do you put finances in order if you've never done that before? What are the accountability points that need to be put into place? And how do you learn to dream again when life will never, ever be the same? Of course, I speak from my story of loss, which was being widowed. But there are other losses, and I trust that the applications will offer concepts that can be used in your situation as well. Interaction. The interactions are, for lack of a better term, activities. My daughter jokingly called them my adult daycare projects. These are the things I did that helped keep me forward focused. An easily remembered phrase that reminded me every day that I was choosing to move forward. I am a very visual person and some of these actually turned into art projects. See page 199. The fact is that the process of doing something tactile rather than overthinking or overfilling the situation, I usually found a lot of definition, understanding, and next steps bubbling to the surface. So I'm not sure how this book is going to work as a podcast, but I'm going to try to do it. Um, but let me just go back and, um, and just give me a little, give a little, give a little input about uh, some of the things that I'm learning along my journey. And then as I read her book, I'll probably say, well, I should have read this from the very beginning. But I think I had to go through what I went through on my own. I had to work this. I know that the funeral home, uh, they sent me stuff about grief um, classes, bereavement classes, different ones have told me I need to get grief counseling and things. But, you know, I went to the Lord in prayer. Jesus has been my counselor and my ever constant stay through all of this, through through everything. And yes, I've had wrestlings. But you know, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality. I've had wrestlings with myself because it's like I've wanted to, um, I felt like some of my family, um, didn't understand or, or weren't there. It's like uh, my mother, my, my my mom and my brother still haven't come. Um, they're all busy with their lives. And, of course, my mother, isn't. she doesn't drive anymore. And my father passed away um, the same month that my, my husband did. My husband died September the 2nd. My dad died September the 20th. And so, um, you know, it was just a couple weeks away. And so me and my mom both got widowed at the same in the same month and she lives in Ohio and I live here but I always felt like you know it's like um every time I say I miss my husband she goes I miss my honey too and so like that and yes she does they I guess my problem is I had this big old block my dad was old my dad was 80 something my husband was young he was 59 
and um, my mom got to be married to my dad 62 years and I, I didn't make it to 50 and I really wanted to make it to 50 and so it's like I don't think anger and my, because there's nothing my mom can done about that um, she kept wanting me to come see her and like mom I can't I have to work um, she's you know she's fully retired but I have to work I'm she gets my dad's social security. I'm not even 60 yet. And, you know, there's different things. And there's, like, a lot of differences. Even though we're both widows, we both have our own journeys. We all we all have to deal with our grief in different ways. And I didn't just lose my husband. I also lost my, my dad. I lost two very important men in my life. My leaders. The loves of my life. You know. The, um, and... And so that was one thing. And then my husband's family, it seemed like they all withdrew. And, uh, oh, I has I had some really bad, I had some real issues, some real problems. And I'm sure they all, they probably just didn't even know how to respond. Because I was, I was the in-law. <laughs> but they, they've always loved me. But it's like, I was the in-law. And it's like, at Christmas time, I got something uh, Melissa and I got something, and it said to Melissa and Lisa, and I, this is hard to even say because I don't know who's going to listen to this. But my thing is, I'm the oldest. I'm the mom. I should say Lisa and Melissa. I mean, just little things like that. No, I'm sure nothing intentional, nothing intentional, but it just struck me like I was the outsider. You don't know where you fit in, and I needed my brother-in-law as a brother, not as a lover, you know, in the Bible, oh my word, in the Bible, if a, if a, a woman was widowed, many times the, the brother had to step in, you know, and it's like, no, not in this day and age, it's like, but I, it's like I needed him, and of course he, he lives far away, and he has family, and then they were, they've been sick, and just, just a bunch of different things, it's like, I had questions I need to ask, and um, I just kept going to the Lord. Just keep on praying. Just keep on praying. Sometimes you think people, people, it's not oversight. It's like, well, why didn't you say something? You don't know what to ask. You don't know what to say. You don't know what you need. And um, it makes it a hard thing. And so it's like, you just deal with it to the best of your ability. And you pray. And you know, it's like, God, look, <laughs> we made it through another day. Every day that we have free enterprise, see my husband, he set up bank accounts in our, in our bank, me and his joint account, he set up auto deductions, and I'm still living on those auto deductions that come out, you know, if he wouldn't have set it up, I wouldn't have a clue, but thank God, every day, every day, every month by month, and now a year and a half, over a year and a half, so every day, that it keeps on going now, if the, um, banking system changes if banks you know there's all kinds of ifs but we're not going to worry about that we're going to keep trusting God day by day day by day and get and get you through it I'm sure I'm paying for some stuff I don't even know what I'm paying that I don't need anymore because my husband had some apple um um what do you call it um apps applications he had some apple apps on his phone that I would never use, and that may have been paid subscriptions, um, and different things like that, that probably even, you know, without having just closing out the whole account, and starting over fresh, 
you know, I might be paying them indefinitely. But I've got a roof over my head, got food on my table, got everything I need, and so I'm not going <laughs> to hate to throw away money at some things, but some things is better just to <laughs> keep on keeping on. So, anyway, give God praise for that. But the grief, that loss. I've got cards and stuff that my husband gave for our anniversaries, Mother's Day, special occasions. And I've I've always been a hoarder. <laughs> so I've got those and it always says if one of us would go on without the other, if one of us would go for the other, the other would keep on living because we got the other half of each other's heart. And so um, I've still got my husband in that, the love. I feel his love every day. And you who have lost people, your dad, your moms, a sibling, hopefully not a child, um, a young child, but even you older ones, even my mother-in-law, you know, that's her son. My husband is her son. I can imagine the grief she has. And sometimes, you know, we've never really got to sit down and really just talk, have a heart-to-heart. Because what do you say? What do you say to your mother? And so that's why we just took to the Lord and say, God, comfort her, love her, let her know I love her. And I tell her all the time I love her. But those kind of things. But there's that, um, you know, we're both missing somebody that we love very much. And that's her son, my husband. And so, and same with my mom. Missing somebody very much that she loved, her husband. The love of her life. My dad. My sweet dad. And so, uh, grief is real. And then I didn't even bring in my children, my grandchildren into the picture. They miss their dad. They miss their dad. They miss their papa. And so forth. It's, life is hard, but you keep on going, knowing that God has a bigger plan and a purpose. So anyway, you who's dealing with grief, know that you're not alone. God is with you. And in time, in time. Somehow we're going to realize that they're no longer in pain. That they've got their ultimate. They, that we were blessed with them for a little while. The things of this earth are just borrowed for a while. But they all belong to God. Every soul, every soul belongs to God. So anyway, let's keep pointing others to the cross and knowing that there is life after grief. And you choose the path to healing by going to God and trusting Him. Only trust Him. Love you. Bye-bye.